You're listening to The Course Creator Show, the podcast all about building your online course business. We talk about marketing strategy, making money, and creating a business with impact that gives you freedom and lights you up. I'm Gemma Bonham Carter, a Canadian mom of two, a speaker, a real estate investor, a reality TV lover, and an online business strategist who has helped thousands of entrepreneurs create, launch, and scale their digital course businesses. Let's dive into this episode. Hey, hey, everyone. It is Gemma here. Welcome back to the show. If you are a usual listener of the Course Creator Show, it's been a hot minute (laughs) since we've had an episode. We went into, I don't know, like a period there of of quiet uh, and not for any real good reason other than I really don't have a good podcast set up here yet in France, and because I don't have like my usual microphone and an office and things like that, it's just, it hasn't worked into my schedule. Uh, Like at home, I was very used to recording podcasts, and I don't know, it's kind of obvious, you know, when you see your microphone on on your desk, and it's just part of the routine on a weekly basis, and that just hasn't happened here yet. So apologies for the break in episodes. But we're back today and I'm doing another kind of episode all about our, kind of like an update on how things are going in France. So if you didn't know this already, I moved with my husband and my two kids to um, the south of France to a little town called Aix-en-Provence for a year. So we've moved from Canada, where we usually live, to France for a year, just for a year of like adventure, digital nomad life, putting our kids into French school, and all the things. And so this is a an update on how life is going. If you've missed and want to hear more episodes about our journey, I did do a couple of like intro episodes about making the decision to move to France and kind of what it all entailed. And then I did an episode about a month in uh, that kind of talked about these the early weeks in France. So At the time of this recording, we're now December of 2023, so we got here on August 29th. So we're coming up on, what is that, August, September, October, November, December, almost four months, which it's funny, it like feels wild how quickly the time has been going by here. I can't believe it's been almost four months. And then at the same time, we feel so settled here, like we're totally in a routine, we've got our life down pat here. You know, we've got a, a group of uh, friends and acquaintances and, and all the things. So while it feels like it's whizzing by, we also feel really settled. And I guess that only happens with time, right? So yeah, we're about, it doesn't, we're not sort of halfway through our year, obviously, but because I think it's beca- it's coming to the end of 2023, it almost feels like the end of our first half in a way. Um, And we've been having a great time. So I have some notes here. I'm going to tell you about all the things in no particular order. Okay, so bear with me as we kind of like jump around in a bunch of in a bunch of different ways. And I give you all the updates I possibly can. It's fun because sometimes I do um, like ask me anything on Instagram. And you guys give me some great suggestions on like things that you want to know about. And so I'm trying to answer some of those questions here on this update podcast today. So let's dive into it. First thing is we have 100% been putting like travel and experience first. So that has been our 
our real driver of like, you know, what we're doing on sort of a weekly basis. Like what do our weekends look like? Typically they look like renting a car and going and exploring somewhere. So we've done lots of weekends away. We've gone to Saint-Tropez, Cassis, Alf, Saint-Rémy, Beau-de-Provence. We've just gone down to like the Med for a bunch of days, like just beach days. Um, and just we just love exploring all the little towns near us. Like, oh my gosh, I feel like we could live here for years and still not see everything that's within like a two-hour drive from us here. There's just so much to explore. So many wineries to go to alone. Oh my God, the wineries. And it's that interesting thing of like, I'm trying not to put pressure to see all the things because I don't want to feel stressed about it. Like that's the opposite of how we want to feel, right? We want to feel like we're just, we're just enjoying life and where it's casual and laid back and relaxed. And at the same time, I'm like, I hate to like waste a weekend, you know? So by like not really doing anything. So there's this balance of like wanting to see all the things, but also feel chill, (laughs) which I'm trying to, which I'm trying to like be in that Zen place, you know? Uh, So we've had all these weekends away. We also had our first two week holiday from the kids' school. So in France here, they have way more holidays than we do in Canada. And they have basically every six weeks, they have two weeks holiday. So our first two week holiday was in October, late October, early November. And my parents came over at that time. I guess it was late October. Yeah, because it was it was over Halloween. So they came over, spent a couple days with us here in Aix-en-Provence, but then we all rented cars. My parents rented one car. My husband, the kids, and I rented another. And we jetted off to Italy, which was about a seven-hour drive from where we are. And we went to like the Lake Como area in Italy which was beautiful. If you've been to that area, you know it's gorgeous. It's like a like postcard view of water, mountains, sky, and little villages, like in one frame, you know? It just couldn't be more lovely. And we actually stayed outside of Lake Como itself. We were further up the lake, uh, further north in just kind of like one of the little villages outside of Lake Como. And we had this gorgeous Airbnb, had an amazing view of the lake. I mean, it was to die for. And we shared that with my parents. And then I actually also have a family member who lives in the Lake Como region. And so we were able, I hadn't seen him in years. So we were able to visit with him, which was really fun because, you know, when you have someone who's local to the area, they can tell you kind of all the places to see and things to do that are kind of outside of the tourist, not the tourist traps, but you know what I mean. And so it was really fun to be able to like A, see him. And my niece happened to be there at the same time too. So that was really fun. We got to see my niece. Um, But B, kind of get the inside scoop on like just beautiful walks and things like that that we could do that probably most tourists wouldn't know about. So we had a great time going all around the towns around there, like taking the ferry over to Bellagio, uh, spending days in Menaggio, day in Lake Como, going up the funicular, doing tons of walking. We ate at the best restaurants, like just delicious food, meal after meal. Typically like our 
our MO when we're traveling is that we'll eat breakfast at home, obviously. Like we typically stay at an Airbnb, so we're eating breakfast at home, but then we'll always go out for lunch because it's a better time for the kids, you know, like eating lunch really, or sorry, eating dinner really late in Europe. It's just not the best for our kids' schedule. Um, They tend to be pretty early to bed kind of kids. So we go out for lunch instead. And I think actually it's nice because typically tends to be a little cheaper than dinner. Um, so maybe a little quieter and we can have a nice big meal at lunch, just really enjoy it, kind of breaks up the day. And then we can be back at home for dinner and just do something really like casual and easy at dinner time. So that was sort of our week in Northern Italy, which was amazing. And from there, my parents ended up going back home, back to Canada from there. And we continued on for our second week and we drove over the border to Switzerland because Switzerland and and Italy, obviously, right side by side. So it was only like an hour's drive for us to go kind of through the mountains, over the border to Switzerland. And we stayed in a town called Lugano in Switzerland, which was just also equally like beautiful, just like in the mountains, right? Beautiful art. We stayed at this, um, another amazing Airbnb, totally different. Our one in Lake Como was quite modern. And this one was an old stone cottage up in the mountains that had been renovated, but it kept a very kind of like earthy vibe. And it was gorgeous. Like we just loved it. And we ended up having pretty crappy weather in Switzerland. Um, It rained a whole bunch of the days. And so staying in this like cozy cabin that had this amazing fireplace, huge, like one big living room with these soaring ceilings and um, windows that looked out over these mountains. I mean, it was dreamy. And then the other fun thing was it kind of had this like, it had like an outbuilding cave almost like, like a wine cellar and then a secondary building as well. And so we happened to be there over Halloween and obviously there's no trick or treating in Switzerland and we didn't know of any kind of local Halloween events that were happening. So we made a hunt for our kids, like a Halloween hunt instead of going trick or treating. And so we just like hid candy. But the cool thing was we hid candy all around the outside of this building and in the cave and all this stuff. And we did it at night and like we got them, there were lanterns in this, at this cabin. So we like lit the lanterns and they had to go and find all their candy like by, by dark or in the dark, uh, by lantern, I should say. And they got such a kick out of it and loved it. So even though I was a bit worried that they were going to be like pretty disappointed about the whole Halloween situation, because Halloween's such a big deal at home and they love it. Uh, this was pretty good. So you know, they weren't too disappointed not to be like with their usual friends and and doing the whole thing at home. So Switzerland was great. If I could have changed the weather, I would have because it definitely was quite rainy. But we still saw the towns. We had some beautiful afternoons like walking around. We really did land in some total picture perfect spots and had some great times. And then a couple days when it was really rainy, the kids were pretty happy because one of the rain days we found this like splish and splash indoor water park that had these giant slides and wave pools and all the things like it was a huge complex and we spent the whole day there so they loved it and then the second rainy day we found a bowling alley and arcade and a mall so they were very happy with (laughs) with that combo that day too so it's a bit of a mixed bag in Switzerland but we had a great time and uh, drove back to France from there. So all this to say, like, 
we're just really trying to soak it all up. And one of the things that that has meant has been from a business perspective, in the new year, I decided to put like hit pause basically on my small mastermind that I ran this year, which was a hard decision because I loved the mastermind. I loved the people who joined it. We ended up with 11 incredible humans. And as we got through the year together, like this crew has gotten closer and closer and closer and are all genuinely friends now. And like, they want to keep it going as like a peer space um, amongst themselves in the new year, since I'm not going to formally like continue it on. And we've just had the, you know, the best time being able to connect and, you know, me provide them with that mentorship and, but also just like create the space for that small community and very tight knit. So it was a challenge for me to decide to hit pause on that. And it definitely doesn't mean that I'm not going to bring the mastermind back at some stage, but I knew that coming into 2024, given this incredible opportunity of us living here and just wanting to like maximize our, our enjoyment of it, it meant not you know, continuing to offer that in the new year. So that is the travel that we've been doing. And we're just trying to enjoy every second. Speaking of like where we chose to live, I sort of talked about this on the first episode, but we are so happy with our choice of Aix-en-Provence. Like not only is the weather beautiful, but, and the surroundings are beautiful, but this town is just a picture perfect town. Like it's so, the architecture is amazing, but also the size is just right for us. Like we can walk everywhere and do everything by foot. The apartment that we're living in is great for what we're looking for this year. And it's right in, you know, within walking distance of everything. The school is awesome. And we, it's like literally a two minute walk to the school. We've just really, I feel like everything fell into place just in the way it was supposed to. And we couldn't have been happier with our choice of, of town that we, that we ended up in. So I think the other thing, and my husband and I were talking about this the other day, is that being here for a year and knowing that it's temporary, it means that we really are fully enjoying it. Like we are soaking up every second And while, of course, I do miss family and friends, like, I don't feel homesick. And I think the reason is because I just know how quickly it's going to go by. It already is going by so quickly. You know, I can, I feel like I'm going to snap my fingers. It'll be next August. We'll be back at home gearing up for another year of school with the kids, right? And so if I dwell in any kind of, like, feelings of homesickness, it just feels silly because I know we'll be home before we know it. And Like, I think the flip side of that is if we were to have moved here permanently, I'd be feeling so homesick and I would be feeling, you know, really like, I don't know, like anxious about finding a new community here and making friends and um, settling in and just missing all the, all the, not only people, but like the feelings and traditions of home. And I just, we're, we just don't have to, we just have none of those feelings because we know this is so temporary. It's only one year. And so there's kind of like, there's sort of like a blessing in disguise there about doing a move like this that is temporary. It just, I feel like it means you can really soak up every second. And I think the reason why I realized this was because I've been meeting other expats 
you see the ones who have made a permanent decision to move, like, while obviously, you know, it's probably a great decision for them and it's, it's awesome, but they do get huge pangs of homesickness, right? And um, it's just, it's just different. That's all. It's just different. So, okay, what else did I want to tell you? The kids. The kids are, oh my God, they're rock stars. Like they're the ones doing the the hardest thing, right? They're going to school every single day in full French. Now, while they did have some French from home, because they are going to a bilingual school at home in Ottawa, uh, Canada's a bilingual country. So there's like a program called French Immersion within schools. And so our kids are learning French and English. So they already had some French. But this is like French French, right? <laughs> and it's hard. It is hard. And they're total rock stars about it. Like we've volunteered um, for quite a few field trips and things like that. And I volunteered the other day to go to this museum and slash they were doing like an art workshop. And it was a full half day. And I was talking with the teacher and then talking with some kids and then listening to like the museum guide guide us through the workshop and the museum and telling stories and that sort of thing. And it was, I don't know, probably all told about three and a half hours that I was totally immersed in French like that and really trying to like take in every word. And I was exhausted. Like after that volunteering, I came home and just felt like I needed to like lay on the couch and watch a TV show because I was just like, I was pooped. And so I give the kids so much credit for going to school every day and doing that all day long. Like it is a lot for your brain to be listening to everything in another language all day long and trying to decipher it uh, and trying to like hang on and, and understand what's happening, right? So they are just doing amazing. And it's like so fun to watch. Like our son, who's a little more shy and had a rougher kind of start to the year, he's now got so many friends. They're like always like laughing and chit-chatting on the way home from school. And the friends like clearly really like him too. Like it's not just sort of this, oh, the poor Canadian kid kind of attitude. Like they genuinely like him and he's like a popular kid. He's already been invited to three birthday parties, which has been so fun. And like FYI, birthday parties in France are exactly the same as birthday parties in North America. Um, <laughs> same deal. And yeah, he's just got this whole little crew of friends who are so cute. And they genuinely are the kindest little kids. Like, again, we've been doing a lot of volunteering. They go swimming every week. And so we've been volunteering with the swimming and oh my gosh, these kids are just so nice to each other and they give each other hugs and they're just like very sweet kids. And so he's really landed on his feet. My daughter has totally landed on her feet. She has just been, yeah, just enjoy. She enjoyed school right from the get-go and totally surprised us last week or two weeks ago. She had been, she'd actually been sick for a day or two days and missed some stuff at the end of a week of school, including this um, announcement that classes were going to have to, like, the, where we were going to elect a class president for each class. And so they talked about it. And then I guess the next day, kids did like a little speech uh, for becoming, why they should be chosen to be class president. So she comes on the Monday back to school. 
finds out that this has happened, tells the teacher that she would love to be considered for class president, <laughs> and the teacher gives her the evening to um, come up with a speech because everyone else has already done theirs. And so she comes home and she's like, okay, we got to like figure out this speech. Going to write this speech. She like went and got cue cards and like did the did the whole nine, wrote this speech and just casually went up, presented it the next day like it was no big deal. And like this is, you know, she doesn't speak the language fluently like they do. She gets in front of the class and makes a speech about why she should be class president. And she won by a landslide. Like there were, I don't know, about half the class had tried out to be the class president and um, and she totally nailed it. And so now she's the, she has a co-president actually, because they ended up choosing like a, a boy president, a girl president. So she is the co-pres and she's doing her first kind of like presidential thing this week, which is a pajama day, which they have never done at this school, let alone like, I don't think pajama day is a thing in France. I think all the French kids were like not understanding what pajama day really meant. So she actually ended up doing another presentation yesterday about what pajama day is and like why it's fun. Because I think they were all feeling like really nervous and shy about it. So she showed how like it's just about wearing like your PJs or comfy clothes to school and you can bring a stuffy and it's just about having like a fun day. So we'll see how that goes. My fingers are crossed that kids actually wear their PJs and she's not like the only one. But she's been just like coming out of her shell in such a huge way. And the extracurriculars that she has here, like she's in a dance, a couple dance classes and a theater troupe thing. And she's just loving all of them and doing so well at all of them. So that's been just so fun to watch. And I will tell you, like hearing them speak French to their friends or to people in stores while they're still shy about it. They are so good. Their accents are amazing. There's no hint of like a French Canadian accent versus like a French French accent. So they don't sound Canadian in the least anymore. Their accents are like pure French. It's amazing to to see. So yeah, kids are good. The fun, we are still loving the fact that they have Wednesdays off. So if you missed that in my other recap episode, basically in at this age in France, they go to school Monday, Tuesdays and Thursday, Fridays. And so we have Wednesdays as a break, which I love, my husband loves, because we get to hang out together and we've enrolled them in swimming and tennis. And so we get to spend this like lovely morning together where we walk like 20 minutes to the pool. They have an hour swim lesson and it's literally the best swimming lessons they've ever taken in their lives. Like the swimming crew are super nice, but also very like serious about the swimming. So damn, they're getting like really good at swimming. And then we like get changed, wrap up. We stop at a boulangerie to like get a little snack and then we take them to tennis where it's this like gorgeous tennis club and we just get to sit there and watch them play tennis and there's a there's like a cafe so we can have coffees. It's just like the best routine. And then we walk home, we stop and get lunch on the way. And then the kids actually both have these this little like theater troupe thing in the afternoon. So it's like quiet afternoon, but it's such a nice break in the middle of the week. Everybody needs it. And it's, you know, we get a lot of exercise, we get a lot of outdoor time. And then we get to like reset as a family. We also have the same dinner every single Wednesday, which is my favorite dinner of the week, which is charcuterie, a bunch of like cheeses that we pick up on that Wednesday from the little cheese shop. 
fresh baguette and a giant salad. It's just my favorite meal of all time. (laughs) And the kids too. Uh, So that's such a nice part of our week. It's like, it's my favorite actually. What else did I want to tell you? Oh, I was going to mention like learning French for like us, like myself and my husband. It's not that we have to learn French because we actually already have French uh, as a sort of secondary language. We both learned it as kids, but it's rough, you know? We definitely are still working on improving it. And we're not taking any classes, which probably is a mistake. Like, we probably should try and fit that into our schedule. But right now, we're really just trying to soak it up by, A, talking with everybody in the world in French here, you know, like in the shops or whatever, parents, teachers, friends, etc. We also go to exercise classes every morning at this gym right around the corner. And the exercise classes are obviously in French. So I feel like my vocabulary is like very good when it comes to exercise terminology. (laughs) You know, I've got that down pat now in French. And we also are forcing ourselves to watch TV, not all TV, but some of the TV that we watch in French. There's actually this great show called, um, I think it's called L'Agence and it's on Netflix and it's like a family who are real estate agents in Paris. Uh, It's like four brothers and the parents and they do like luxury real estate in Paris. And it's, we love it because like we listen to it in French, we can understand it, but it also feels like good, like learning. And it's so fun to see like the Parisian real estate market and the people are pretty funny and they have like good personalities and stuff. So if you're looking for a new show, I'd recommend that one. Uh, And if you're looking to improve your French, watch it with no subtitles and and see if you can keep up (laughs) like we do. Um, But the only thing with us is like the thing that gets frustrating Like, yes, we stumble on our words. We forget certain things. Sometimes both of us, like, we just, like, insert English words into the sentence. You know, we'll do, like, 90% of the sentences in French, but then we'll drop an English word, and people tend to understand or are able to correct us. But what is the most frustrating is that when you're not – and I never really appreciated this for people who were, like, learning a language like English at home. When it's not – like, when you – aren't fluent in the language, it's really hard to showcase your personality, right? Because I tend to be someone who like, I don't know, I love to like crack a joke or, you know, just be, I don't know, animated in my conversations with people. And when you're just trying to think of the damn words of like what to say, it's really hard to have that next layer of like a personality on top of everything. So I just, my French is okay, but I feel boring. You know, it just feels like I have no personality because I'm just trying to get by. Like, are we going to talk about the weather? Are we going to talk about some basic stuff? Like, that's about as far as I can go. So we're going to keep it at this like baseline level. And I can't really showcase like the fullness of who I am in French. So that's been an interesting thing. Hopefully by the end of our time here, I'll feel like I've gotten closer to be able to, I don't know, get to that spot with my French. That would be really exciting. And what we are making some French friends for sure, but we're also making like expat friends. And it's interesting because it's obviously way easier to make expat friends because when you're an expat and you meet another expat, you're both keen to like find each other, right? Because you just want to like make some new friends in your new community. It's like when you're starting you go to university, right? Everybody in first year university is like, 
you latch on to new friends so quickly. Like I can't think of a time in my life where I made more friends than first year university and the first year of having my my daughter. Like when I attended all of these like mom and baby groups and stuff like that because you just want to make friends with other moms who like get what you're going through. Right. And it's kind of the same with the expat vibe. So that's why it's so easy to make friends with expats because it's like we're all in it together and we just want to like have a social life <laughs> um, in this shared experience. And so we have a little group now, a couple little little circles of friends who are expats, two families in particular that we've we actually like went over and like had dinner together and our kids all played together and that was really fun and so we're kind of, we're going to do it again this weekend so we're kind of getting into a little groove with expats which is really fun and it, it also I'm like man how did people do that before social media because i met all of these expats through like some facebook groups and actually i've met some people through instagram too and like, how did you do it before social media? It must, it just must have been way harder. And so I'm really grateful for like Facebook and Instagram because it's opened some of those doors for me, which is really fun. So we're gearing up now for the holidays. We're going to be like diving into all the French and like Provencal traditions. Oh my gosh, I'll, I'll have to, I feel like I'm going to have to do another recap episode just about that because there's all these like food traditions that I'm so excited about there's like a gr gros souper which is a big dinner that on christmas eve where you have like seven courses none of them are meat though there's like some fish courses and different things so seven course meal there's another thing called treize desserts 13 desserts that is very like specific to provence uh so we're believe you me where you're taking part in that my kids are so excited 13 desserts are you kidding um, don't worry, they're not like all giant pieces of pie or something. It's like a fig, a little piece of nougat, you know, whatever. It's like pretty reasonable size, but there's like a whole market for the 13 desserts. Like it's a big thing. Uh, then there's, I don't know, we're going to, we're going to go to like a bunch of Christmassy events that are happening. There's lots of like sing-along things. There's craft things for the kids. Oh, there was this whole like wheat planting thing that we went to for the kids and they like got to plant some wheat. I don't know, it symbolized, okay, look at me. I clearly did not remember all the important things about it. It, it, it. it connects to a story, okay? Like a historical, uh, yeah, just like a story here in <laughs> Provence. But needless to say, if your wheat sprouts, it means good luck for the following year. And so the kids now have these two little containers with fully sprouting wheat sitting on our, like in our kitchen. I don't know what the hell we're supposed to do with this wheat after it has sprouted. Um, I'm just going to have like two random containers of tall wheat grow <laughs> growing in our apartment, but that's okay. Uh, so anyway, we're getting into all the traditions. And then actually over Christmas, like just after Christmas into New Year, we are, we have two weeks off again with the kids for school. And so we're actually going to Malta, um, which I'm really excited about. We actually have some family connections, like historical stuff, connections in Malta and we're going with my parents. So that's going to be fun. And then we're getting to the second half of our year here, which is crazy. So I think I'll call that a wrap on this latest France update episode. Um, but send in any questions that you have. 
either via email, hello at gemmabonacar.com or to my DMs on Instagram. I'd love getting them and I love making like little notes of them so that I can tackle them in more of these France update episodes. But I hope this has been fun. You come along for the ride a little bit. I will, I'll catch you on the next episode of the Course Creator Show. Talk to you next time, guys. That's a wrap on this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. If you're ready to launch your first course, sign up for our free class in the show notes to learn my method on how to do it successfully and unlock an invite into our signature program, Course Creator School. Or if you've already launched a course and you're ready to scale and go evergreen, it is time to join us inside of the Passive Project, my membership community for experienced course creators. Head to gemmabottomcarter.com forward slash apply to submit an application. If you enjoyed this episode, leave me a rating or review or tag me over on Instagram at gemma.bottomcarter. I would love to hear from you. I'll see you next time on The Course Creator Show. 